Hey friends, welcome to Recovering with Danny. I'm your host, Danielle Van Kay, and this podcast is all about eating disorder recovery, being a single 30-something, navigating the dating scene, and going through, you know, an existential crisis or two. My goal as an eating disorder recovery coach is to help you start living the life you have always dreamt of. Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode. I feel like I should, I really should work on my intros, don't I? It's always the same. It's always the fucking same. Yet, also, we love consistency. Yo, so, yo, <laughs> maybe I should start with yo, 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 everyone. You know, I'm actually a very, very huge fan of this podcast duo called The Giggly Swat. And I've, I've mentioned this before. Two girls, Hannah Burner and Paige DeSorbo, they're amazing. And they start every episode in a different way with the intro. Um, they're referring to their listeners, to the gigglers, and they will say, hey, gigglers. But then every single time in a different way, I can't really. Anyway, I'll, I'll have to think of something. Anyhow, um, we're just going to jump into the topic of today because I am actually, full disclosure, I'm pre-recording this episode quite early on as I'm... Um, I just, well, if you listen to this, I went on a little uh, quote-unquote ski trip without skiing. I know, it's weird. I'm just going with a couple of people and I'm going to work there in the Alps, in the Dolomites. Very excited, but also kind of like mm, emotional about it because, um, yeah, I haven't been able to ski since I was 18 since I got sick with Lyme disease. So yeah, that's going to be a, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be weird. Um, actually, as I'm currently recording this, I'm dealing with quite some pain. So that's honestly what we're going to talk to about today. Now, this podcast episode is going to be for everyone who has had an eating disorder for more than a decade who has had an eating disorder whilst dealing with a chronic illness and yeah it's going to be one of those and well as you can see from the title dealing with a chronic illness whilst simultaneously trying to recover from an eating disorder is an absolute mindfuck it is a minefield it is a mindfuck it's 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 all the fucks it's not great let me tell you however the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because, I mean, as you guys know, there's a lot of overlap in a lot of my episodes because I like to talk from lived experience because, you know, I've had so much lived experience. And also my niche, some, some people call it niche. I think it's niche, right? Anyway, my niche is people working with people with comorbidity. Comorbidity is just a fancy word of having a couple of things at the same time. So having a chronic illness whilst also dealing with a, you know, a mental illness, let's say, or just a couple of mental illnesses or a couple of chronic illnesses. So in my case, that has been um, Lyme disease. And then on top of that, obviously, I developed an eating disorder, anorexia. So I remember for the longest time and i'm sure a lot of people with chronic illnesses can relate to this i thought and this was already when i was i mean i had an eating disorder for quite some time 
uh, I think it was five, six years. And in the end, it you know, I had it for a decade, but I already had like year five, six, I was like, what's the point of recovering? I mean, I'm already fucked. I have chronic pain. I can't really walk. I will never be able to exercise. I always was jealous of these people who got recovered and then were able to go back to the gym. Now, having said that, back in the days when I was, you know, trying, attempted to recover, there were a lot of people on social media saying, oh my God, I'm back in the gym. And that, you know, it was very, the the, the gym culture was very toxic. Um, and so I always thought I, as a former gym girly as a recovering addict from compulsive exercise i'm never going to be able to exercise freely not even going to a dance class now fast forward a million years ago light years ago i'm still chronically ill right i have chronic eye pain as you actually since so i'm okay i'm going to be very transparent with all of you i am dealing with a lot of pain currently in my legs um, because I've been socializing quite a lot lately, and that also means walking a lot more. But also, I am so lucky because I, as I've said in my previous episode, at some point, I, you know, I was wheelchair bound, I couldn't walk for a long time, then a couple of years after I couldn't walk either, you know, every single time a lot of symptoms are coming up. Now I've developed this new symptom, autophonia, which comes and goes. Hopefully the fact that it sometimes goes is a good sign. That's also why I want to really gain the fucking weight back that I lost because I feel like that has a lot to do with it. But um, anyway, like moral of the story is, is that there's always something going on with me. But what I realized is that a lot of people just overall, even without eating disorders, have something going on, whether it's for women, endometriosis, PCOS, um, just hormonal imbalances. For men, a lot of depression going on with without them, you know, talking about it. A lot of existential crisis of, oh my God, I'm like, you know, in my late thirties and I don't, I'm, I'm not at the at the career where where I'm supposed to be, or, you know, there's so much pressure also for men. So there's so many things going on with people without them talking about it, and so that's a first. Second of all, what I really, really, really want people to know is that for the longest time, I told myself, okay, you know what? When I'm recovered, I'll be able to do X, Y, Z. And X, Y, Z meant for me, I'll be able to do, um, you know, a lot of traveling or I'll be able to do this and that. And then when I got Lyme disease, I was like, fuck, I can't do that anymore. So I won't recover. Now, when I work with clients who don't even have a chronic illness, but they like a lot of my clients are actually in their late 30s, mid 40s. Uh, sometimes 50s and 60s. I think that's also because I'm one of the more, I would not say older coaches, but you know, I'm in my early mid 30s. I'm 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 not in my 20s. You know, that's 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 it. Um, and so they will say to me, I have a lot of pain since considering I've had an, like an eating disorder for a long time. So I'm like, for instance, I have this chronic pain issue that just not, that's not going to go away. And I'm can't, I'm so looking forward to being recovered and then being able to do fill in the blank. And I'll have to be the one who says, but wait, are you now going to say to me that if you're recovered, 
you're expecting to do that damn thing. And then what if you are not able to do that damn thing? Now, I don't want to rain on anyone's parade, right? I don't want to be the one who bursts your bubbles and says like, okay, well, what if that's not going to be happening? I don't want to be like that, but I'm going to be like that. I don't want to be, but I'm going to be. Because I want you all to be realistic here. We've done a lot of damage to our bodies. If you've been in a famine for more than a couple of months, you've already done a lot of damage. Even people who are chronic yo-yo dieting, they are doing a lot of damage to their metabolism. That's why diets don't work, right? So uh, to be honest, I, you know, I have chronic pain due to Lyme disease. However, I sometimes think, and this is, you know, we can't test this. This is not going to be proven ever. I think the combination of me having a, an eating disorder and a severe one that is, and then on top of it having Lyme, I think the two of them together caused me to really have this chronic pain because the pain symptoms that I have are very rare. When I talk to other Lymies, this is what we, we call each other when you are dealing with chronic Lyme, you're a Lymie. When I talk to other Lymies, they have different symptoms than I do. Now, Lyme disease mimics over 600 different diseases. So things like MS, you know, arthritis and whatnot, just to name a few. I don't really have those kinds of symptoms. For me, it's very muscle related. Of course, the exhaustion speaks for itself, the brain fog, the migraines, yada, yada, whatever. But the chronic eye pain, for instance, that is something I have never seen or heard of before. Maybe one person out of a million. So that's already a rare thing. But on top of that, the pain that I suffer from in my legs, a lot of people, once they get out of a wheelchair, once they rehabilitate with walking, they're able to do a lot of things. They're able to do, you know, pick up sports and whatnot. I'm, I haven't been able to do that. My recovery time is so long that it's honestly not worth it for me to, you know, work out. And I know that in my last episode, I said that I would love to, you know, play tennis and, and ski. What I'm, what I mean by that is literally, you know, have a tennis lesson of maybe 15 minutes and going on the slopes and maybe ski for 20 minutes and then re recover for a full fucking day and then more so drink glue wine, right? So, you know, there's that. So all in all, I want people to know who have been suffering from a chronic illness and also an eating disorder that, first of all, it's way better to have a chronic illness, but not having an eating disorder. I like, take me as an example. I am literally, I mean, the, I, I'm the proof here, right? I'm living proof. And I've never thought I would say this, but I have a very free life. My, 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 my chronic illness is a limitation. It's a huge burden. It's awful. It's, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It is really fucking awful. However, you know, I'm recording this on a Tuesday. I'm going to travel tomorrow to the Dolomites with a couple of friends. It's going to be a long ass trip. I am scared as fuck because this is the first time I've ever gone with people that I don't really know that well. And, you know, I'm just going to work, so I'm not going to ski. But still, you know, my pain attacks can come suddenly. Also with this autophonia, it comes and goes. Sometimes it's so bad that I feel like, oh my God, I want to just, ugh, I can't. So these things sure they will they will literally 
dampen the whole experience. However, I'm still able to do it because there's no limitations when it comes to food. There's no moral value when it comes to food. We're going to go to a spa, you know, whatever weight I'm going to be at. Like, I don't give a shit. Um, it's really that that freedom that I'm experiencing due to being recovered for such a long time is unparalleled. And I could have not done that if I still would have had an eating disorder. So think of yourself like having a chronic illness and then on top of it, having an eating disorder. If you're listening to this and you have both, well, guess what? Having an eating disorder and then on top of it, like having a chronic illness or the other way around is as you know, horrible. I promise you, you can still have a life. It might be way more limiting. And yes, I'm still, honestly, I'm still in a accepting uh, journey. And I think this will be ongoing for the rest of my life, to be honest, because there's no, you know, like I said, there's always something going on in my case. And I feel like that's to me, I get very burned out by it. By it. It's a level of acceptance that sometimes is very hard to get to. Uh, but anyway, like I just want everyone to know that an eating disorder is robbing you from the life you want to live. And a chronic illness not nece is, isn't necessarily because if you look at your friends and your family, just do the math. How many people do you know who have something going on? Like I said, whether it's endometriosis, whether it's this mental, like the mental state of someone is maybe not being talked about often, but there's a lot of people out there. I don't, I'm not sure about the percentage, but there's a lot of people out there who deal with, you know, clinical depression, you know, and that has nothing to do with their weight or with, it's just like they're wired genetically, just also differently, you know? And um, there's just a certain chemical imbalance going on that no one sees with a naked eye. And so, yeah, I just wanted to, get this point across that for the longest time, I thought, what's the point? What's the point of recovery? What's the point? I'm already like, like I said, I'm fucked. I'm really fucked. I have no quality of life. Well, guess what? My quality of life has improved so much only due to the fact that I have been recovered from my eating disorder for a long time now. And it's, I can't even describe it. It's the most amazing thing I have ever done for myself. But there's another thing that I wanted to add to that. So the people kind of like circling back to what I said just now, the people who have had an eating disorder for a long time, so let's say more than, you know, a decade or let's say even 20 years who are in their 40s and 50s and who say, you know, I have a lot of like um, arthritis kind of pain or I'm like, I have vertigo or I have this or I have that. By the way, like sharp left turn side note a lot of my colleagues who have been recovered for a long time are actually chronically ill, 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 Ill. Ooh, can she talk that was a stutter uh are chronically ill as well so you know there you go we are all the proof so anyway like if you have had an eating disorder for a long time let's say more than 20 years more than whatever you how many years and you think okay well once i'm recovered i'll be able to do whatever i will want to do and if I can't, then what is like, there's no point in recovering. I want you to, that's such a limiting belief, because like I said, you can still do a lot of things if you have food freedom. Just sitting across of someone, even like, let's say sitting on the couch, if you're really, really ill, right? If you really are suffering like I was, when I was at my worst with Lyme, 
I was still able to sit on the couch, not even watch TV, but listen to the TV. And I have a lot of chronic pain right now. So, so sometimes it's still like the, these flare ups are ugh, awful. I was still able to listen to the TV and eat delicious food next to the presence of my mom. You know, my mom was sitting next to me. That's already something that I did, which I wasn't able to do when I was sick, right? With my eating disorder. So that's already some level of freedom. Now, if someone would have said, hey, Denny, do you want to grab a coffee or, you know, a glass of wine or just a juice or a, a sandwich or whatever it was, if I had a semi good day with lime, I would have been able to do that. Unfortunately, there was a year where I didn't leave my house because I was I was bedridden. I was wheelchair bound. I was so off, like it was awful. But at some point I was able to do these things slowly but surely because I was getting stronger due to also my body getting stronger. So your body can handle a lot more things. So also if you're chronically ill and you are in an energy deficit, and I know a lot of people can relate to this, you'll be able to, you know, maybe take certain supplements that otherwise are way too strong for you or certain treatments that are, you know, like very harsh. I've been denied by a lot of doctors who said, listen, we can't help you because you're, you know, in too much of an energy deficit. So there's so much more possibilities, so much more freedom attached to not having an eating disorder. And yes, like I said, I'm still chronically ill and I'm, I'm living my quote unquote best life by going for instance on this trip i don't i honestly i'm like this episode is going to be uploaded on monday that's actually the day when i'm gonna come back so I'll, you know circle back on this the episode like a week later but i think i'm gonna have a lot of fun i'm just gonna manifest it's gonna be really really amazing i'm not gonna have this autophonia autophony whatever it's called i'm not gonna have like that problem i'm going to I'm going to have so much more I don't know, relaxation, fresh air, sun, snow, amazing. It's going to be amazing. Amazing food, amazing Italian food, pasta, pizza, wine, you know, you name it. And being surrounded by friends, you know, how amazing is that? You're probably not going to be able to do that if you still have an eating disorder. So if it's worth it, if that's your question, it is, it is, it's so fucking worth it. So I'm going to end it here. I hope you're going to have a fabulous start of your week. I hope I had a fabulous week. If you haven't followed me on social media yet, please do. I will probably post a lot of things there. And I'll see you here next week. Bye. Hey, friend. Thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many people as possible. And if this episode supported you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation and support me is by screenshotting and sharing it on social media. And I would find it so cool if you could leave a review as well on any platform you're listening on. If you're looking for additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Danielle Fenke. See you here next week.